And good evening, everyone. I'm Brian Allen. The opioid crisis has been a heavily discussed topic over the last couple of years, and there is one drug that has been playing a silent role. It's described as an opioid when taken in high doses, but users don't need a prescription to get it. Cordell Wright in studio with our 530 top story here tonight. Cordell. Good evening. The drug that Brian just described is Kratom. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom. The podcast about anything and everything. Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday morning. Hoping all is well with you out there today. Okay, let's get right into it, shall we? The secret opioid killer known as Kratom. So, this is an article that I'm sharing. Link is in the description along with the link to the video. I think, from what I can tell, the article is just kind of a transcript of the video, give or take. So, don't hold me to it, but it seems like that's what it is. Anyway, getting into these primary sources here. This is kind of funny to me. And I'm sorry, it's probably not supposed to be funny. It's just kind of funny to me. So the article that I'm sharing talks about Kratom being this secret hidden, you know, killer or, or this opioid-like compound that's, that's contributing to the opioid crisis in a significant way. Now, on its face, I'd like to start off right away by saying I thoroughly appreciate, and I really do mean this, I thoroughly appreciate the fact that local news outlets spend time covering Kratom and and trying to make people think about it in a critical way. I don't know if I've mentioned that in the past, but I really do, I think that that's important to say because at the end of the day, I'm sure a lot of the people who are doing this coverage really do care about the communities that they're in and want to make sure that they're safe and they don't know what this thing is. It's very strange. It's weird. It will get them views and money, yes, by covering it, but it also probably comes from a good place in most circumstances, I'd like to believe. Now, that being said, it doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't make what they're saying true. And it doesn't make it false either, even if there was money behind it. So that's important to state right off the bat. None of my viewpoints are meant to be slanting like what their intentions are, okay? So um, that's, I think, number one. Behind the article's intentions, I th I'm going to assume are good. So with that assumption, let's go into point number two here. I think that the way they cover this is pretty ridiculous. And here's why. Because they're saying that one of the experts is this person who works at a rehabilitation wellness center clinic place. And they keep on popping up. These wellness centers keep popping up in every article I read about Kratom or every video by local news coverage, even some more like less local news coverage. Like it, there's always a wellness center. There's always a rehab clinic involved and they're always taking the opposition to Kratom side of things, whatever the issue may be. I first noticed this with the Ascension Parish testimonies and hearings last year when everybody was in the opposition to Kratom, except for two people, one of which was the sheriff, was connected either as a patient or as a staff member of the local rehab wellness center. And this seems to be a theme because it's always the case. Like in almost every article I've read since covering Kratom, one of the experts that they tap, just like in this article, is a wellness center person whose goal is to basically funnel a specific set of medications to people and help them get off of their addiction. 
And from what I can tell from the outside, completely ignorant perspective as someone who only had a brother go through this for 10 years, but not me. I didn't go through this. Rehab centers seem to be places, just another place to get stuck when you're addicted. Because the whole time he was there, each time he was there, many times, handful of times, it seemed like the whole time he was just trying to stand up while someone was pulling the rug out from under him. In a new city, he'd miss an appointment with a doctor. He doesn't know the bus schedule or where it picks him up or when. They didn't show him. He misses his appointment. His parole is breached. They don't give him Suboxone, and it's, you know, Friday. They say they'll clear it up Monday, but then Monday's a holiday. So he waits through the weekend. He's withdrawing a lot. And then Monday, he goes to talk to them, but they say they can't talk to him because it's a holiday, even though they're there. Even though they are there. Tuesday, he goes in, and they don't believe him. Um, Wednesday, he shoots up because he's withdrawing so much and hasn't slept in five days. He's going crazy. And, um, and he gives in. Then he goes to jail. The cycle starts all over again. Halfway house, rehab, jail, rehab, prison, rehab, drug court. The only thing that got him out of that cycle and ended up giving him the longest period of time of sobriety was when he ran away to Alaska. Dead serious. I'll tell you all this story sometime. Not now. But he ran away to Alaska and he became a kayak guy. This is, you know, he was in the middle of withdrawing from these opiates that that had his life, you know, in, in its hands. Once he's a kayak guide doing something he loves outside in Alaska, and he developed a bunch of friends out there, he was clean for two and a half years, completely sober, great shape, loving life. So I think that there's more to, to this whole issue than wellness centers. I'm darn well sure that there's more to this issue than Kratom. I don't think Kratom's driving any sort of aspect of this opioid crisis whatsoever. I think the only PSA announcement that should come from these wellness centers is that no one should take Kratom when they're being given prescriptions through the wellness center as there's not enough research behind combining them. And also they don't condone using Kratom in and of itself because there's not enough research in the FDA, yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. Hasn't approved it for use, says there's no beneficial use. It's a drug concerned by the DEA, yada, yada, yada. They can give that whole script and that's fine. I wouldn't bat an eye. But the fact that they're going out of their way to talk about how it's like this driving killer, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but (laughs) I can't help but wonder, is there money involved? I'm going to assume not. I'm going to assume best intentions. But it seems to me that Kratom is a pretty good out for a lot of people who are in those tough situations like my brother, like the one I described, although he's been in a lot of situations like that over the years before he ended up, to put it bluntly, dying. Um, it seems like Kratom would be a good out in those situations. I did an episode when I first started this show, maybe it was the third or fourth, talking about how I gave my brother Kratom one time. He only really used it once when he was dealing with the withdrawal, and it helped him go to sleep that night after being awake for so many days. And that's about it. And I don't think he ever really used it again. But it helped him get to sleep, you know, like it helped him get to sleep. He was about to go shoot up somewhere. Um, instead, he didn't. He went to bed. So... I don't have any personal experience dealing with all this stuff. I do have personal experience dealing with it as a brother of someone who's dealing with it directly. From what I can tell, Kratom was never going to be a threat to his recovery. It was the recovery itself that was a threat to the recovery. You have to do it right from what I can tell. And he ended up having to find his own way of doing it right, which ended up working for, you know, at least it worked the best out of any other attempt. And he was in these places many times. So all that in saying... I think wellness centers can talk about Kratom in any way they want. 
but I don't think that it's the, the, the issue. I think that if people, if I think if wellness centers and rehab centers were doing really well and if the model worked, people wouldn't be going to gas stations to get Kratom and out of desperation and to find something to get high to. They would have fulfilling lives, lots of people around them, support network, and someone to show them the dang bus schedule when they get put in a new town so that they don't miss their appointment and get stuck like, uh, like my brother did. It's a very specific circumstance, one take on it, but whenever I see rehab centers referenced in Kratom articles now, I, I can't ignore it. So I had to talk about it today. Um, that being said, I don't think Kratom's the answer to anything, and I don't think that Kratom should be like considered the, the end-all be-all for getting us out of this opioid ep- ep- epidemic. But I mean, like everything we're trying so far is just substituting opioids already. It's not like substituting it with Kratom is a new idea, you know? That kind of drives me nuts, and that's what I find ridiculous about this coverage. As if we're not already doing the same thing with these medications that are approved through the government. Again, I must say, I am not a conspiracy theorist, but come on, rehab is not working. We have more people addicted than ever before, and and you're using medications that do that, that literally are doing what you're claiming Kratom will do, but take don't make people high. Um, and you know, all I can say is I think that it's a good time to start exploring different tools in our toolbox. Not talking about substances specifically. I mean, even just in general, like rehab centers they work in some ways and in other ways they're complete failures the people behind them i'm assuming have great intentions and they're doing god's work and i will say that over and over again i met many great people working rehab centers dealing with my brother which is no easy task but there's an incentive to not have kratom be a thing and i don't know what else to say other than that and I, and I won't blame anyone in particular or point fingers at anyone in particular, other than as to say, please start watching, start looking at the news just for a sec. I mean, even if you're not a newsy kind of person, just type in Kratom on Google News and see the latest article that pops up. It'll be the same article for three weeks before it updates with a new one, but just look at it and see how many times you can come across a rehab center in the coverage. Because I think that the amount of times is a little bit uncanny. It's a little too much for me to ignore, but I don't know. I might be reading too much into things. Anyway, all this in saying, I didn't like this article. <laughs> but go read it yourself. Check it out. Tell me what you think. And uh, feel free to destroy my viewpoint here if you feel like it. You can always make comments on Spotify and tell me how I'm wrong. Or how I'm right, but more likely I'm wrong. And just know that I know that I don't know everything. <laughs> Hopefully you get that at this point. And if you get that, then I'm happy. All right, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. This one was a bit... A bit uh, deep in some ways and in other ways less focused, but I'm starting to get back into the groove here. Like I said yesterday, let's start getting back into the groove after vacation. So here we go. I'm starting to get into it. Thanks so much for your patience. Thanks so much for listening. You all are amazing. Be back tomorrow. Talk to you all then. Bye-bye.